0: yes you're wrong the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts Shelby and Matt.
1: Shelby I (laughs) there's a rumor I heard (laughs) through the grapevine that maybe merch is finally coming.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah I mean talk about love to hate it. I'm so annoyed with this whole situation. I woke up determined to make this happen because like you know our most ardent fans like thing one and thing two have been like yes please merch and i was like you know what uh, yeah (laughs) Yeah. your mom my mom they came together and like we need (laughs) t-shirts and i was like okay i'll do it for them like i love them that much but it's a lot harder than i thought and it is (laughs) a headache on the back end so um, i do have merch designed i have a uh you know a producer chosen and i'm trying to make a website and it's all very complicated it's a lot of time and i feel like people need to show up <laughs> to make this worth it like yeah we've annoyed people about leaving us reviews and like oh you know if you yeah, want if to, we no.
1: couldn't get the reviews <laughs> i don't know how many people are going to be buying this <laughs> coffee mugs, shelby but I believe in you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. No, I mean, that's the real test, right? This will help us. um, What is it? uh, Draw the wheat from the tares. Is that our (laughs) Easter theme? (laughs) I have no
1: idea what that is. The wheat from the tares? (laughs) It's
0: Bible stuff. Yeah. You know, like, oh, the F is a tear. I thought it was chaff. Or Chads? Oh, the wheat maybe we and the have Chads. I think. What? What Bible are you? Oh, I don't like, know. I grew up on the King James. Oh, okay, you know? so maybe it so that's is. That's my in there. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but yeah, no ballpark. Be, how much would a
1: mug cost me?
0: Oh, I'm so nervous to say now because I'm like, what if it's too high? I haven't done enough um, <laughs> market <crowdsourcing>. research. <laughs> yeah, market research. I did. I googled <laughs> what does the ringer charge for sweaters. <laughs> Because that's like our level, right? Like oh yes, the at. ring art. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like um, we're probably
1: manufacturing this? at a similar bulk <laughs> level. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, the uh, murder podcast. Everyone knows. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's that's the one I went to. I'm like, I could do this. Yeah, <laughs> sixty dollars sweater. Like that's normal, right? Oh people yeah, a lot of that. people
1: buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I'd I'd buy a Taylor sixty dollars <laughs> sweater. <so. laughs>
0: sixty dollars sweater is like a yeah. steal, honestly. Shelby, how um.
1: Are you going to do the thing where like if people stream our episode a bunch and tweet things (laughs) and they get points and then they can get in the line earlier to buy our merch because it's going to sell out really quick.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I should make it totally exclusive. I think that'll. That is the key. Only make
1: like five of something and then be like sold out. And then it's (sighs) and then it feels like we sold we sold a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: And I won't be out money on my own. You know what I mean? Like because I'm really not sure how. (laughs) 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 <laughs> How great a venture this will be for my wallet! But <laughs> you're bored at home. This is what happens. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for that to happen. I've been feeling really motivated for year Wrong, like I don't, I don't know why exactly because it's not like our quality has suddenly like gotten better or like. <laughs> our uh our, our quality i think have might have increased. gotten worse actually i know it's like i've gotten so many texts they're like you sound so quiet shelby like is i'm fixing it i'm
1: that? trying to fix it yes yeah. i think it was better
0: <laughs> yeah well if you can bring some of the energy i'm bringing like maybe we can elevate this because i really think it's time matt for us to have a patreon <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: i do how I feel much like money do fun? our fans have Oh, I know. It's not about the money. Oh, okay. It's about the community. community. Okay, it's about mm-hmm. it's about the opportunity to um, explore different subjects and uh, content. And I, for one, have I've you know, I feel limited sometimes in what you'll allow me to discuss. And I feel like having a Patreon where say I could do a monthly Taylor Swift discussion, oh, you know, I think that that kind of integration would help people feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but for those of us who want oh, more, more than just okay. Swiftish, mm, you yes. know, mm-hmm. it, it's like, they a, want, they want me, game. they want
1: me discussing Taylor. Swift yeah, yeah. on the Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah no you wouldn't be that oh. it would just be me and, <laughs> and friends of taylor's <laughs> okay but we could also do a you know a throwback i i don't know you could force me to watch big fat liars liar and you can this give me is a all
1: this is all an evil scheme yeah. to get us doing yeah. more episodes on jurassic park i can oh, sniff it a mile yeah. away
0: yeah <laughs> it'll just be a monthly jurassic park ama that's what that's what's gonna happen on the patreon never said the price um, is low for that yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um but no i mean i would be excited to do it but we can of course hear what our followers think like i'm sure we'll get some dms that are like guys you're not there yet and and i respect that (laughs) i respect that opinion i just i disagree personally (laughs) so I'm excited for what's to come for PS Iran 2021.
1: We got merch coming. We have a Patreon coming. My yes. book comes out literally today. If oh my gosh! To should we
0: sell it on our merch? Oh. Site?
1: <laughs> do you want to do merch for my book while you're at it?
0: <laughs> no, I'm no
1: Make some T-shirts with my book cover on yeah. it.
0: Could be yeah. fun. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Um, if there are any artists there who want to, co- you know, do some free art for us, I, yeah, I
1: don't that's think that's going to happen. To. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we can dream.
0: Yeah, you don't think so? Uh, you know, a little enamel pin or, uh, you know, an illustrated doodle of Matt and I yelling at each other. Oh uh, yeah, Prince. Kind of, oh, we can. We can remake the that meme of the two people flipping each other off in New York, and it'll be you and me. Honestly, I think I should. Photoshop us onto that. Sell it on a t-shirt. Boom. I feel like, bucks
1: Shelby, what we, we should be doing is just taking your photoshops and doing something with those. <laughs> they're,
0: too, they're too low quality. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what if we did a collage? It was a bunch of them, you know, like like all of yeah.
0: them. Yeah. Oh, or a calendar. Oh, oh a that's calendar. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that feels easy. You know what? I'll work on okay. it. Okay. As long as people understand that the... The low-quality, you know, the pixelated (laughs) print job is part of its charm. How pixelated could it be? If
1: if you get the good pictures online, and I know that the pictures (sighs) we have are, like, iPhone pictures, right?
0: Yeah, but the problem is it's a whole thing matthew okay. like honestly if you want to figure out how to oh no i don't how to find <laughs> high quality pictures Mm-mm. of stills from movies and then match them to faces that we have i'm like cycling through the same 12 pictures of you in all of these photos <laughs> like i don't i can't believe someone hasn't noticed yet they're like wow you just did this one of that <laughs> he doesn't take enough selfies i
1: so. i have more pictures I'll, i i've taken more pictures recently i'll have to send you
0: but oh, the problem okay. is some of masks on Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. I haven't ventured into the masks world i don't have a single one representing our social distancing
1: uh wow endeavors. that's embarrassing for us Shall will be honest oh
0: i know we, a year in and i'm it's like wow <laughs> ps you wrong doesn't care about COVID. well
1: while you are busy doing patreon <laughs> and whatever i'm going to be yeah. entering the hunger games tomorrow morning trying to get this vaccine because i finally oh, am uh... going to be eligible starting at 8 a.m tomorrow and guess what so is a million other people and so is <laughs> just everyone million? else Who was already eligible, but hasn't gotten it yet. So it's really going to be a bloodbath. I 100% will be getting like a 2 a.m. vaccine at Wrigley or not Wrigley Yankee Stadium, like up (laughs) in the Bronx or something. So. Stay tuned May the for that. Odds be
0: ever in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Um then we'll finally be able to hang out in person because I heard vaccinated people have the clear to travel, so. Oh,
1: are you going to come visit me or do I have to come to Texas? Mm, yeah,
0: we I have the baby, so oh, yeah, the rule right. is people okay. come okay. to me. That's okay. that's how it's set up. Okay. Um but I feel like we should get into the real news cuz <laughs> Don't think people care as much as we think they do about our merchandise oh
1: i think i uh understand exactly how much people care about our merchandise
0: <laughs> yeah 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 just you wait until okay the, yeah the till, the, till the money starts marathoner. rolling in baby yeah. this is yeah how I you know what? Pay for my kids college. your your lack of faith means you don't see a single dime <laughs> out of this okay i'm not showing you the reason
1: okay Okay. um
0: but anyways i have a story i want to talk about um chrissy teigen quit twitter and i think this is technically like a week or two old but we never talked about it and it feels like a monumental moment we have to acknowledge um she was the queen of twitter for so long that's how arguably she became more famous than she already was she had a very um well
1: she wasn't that famous before twitter
0: yeah, yeah. It, it 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 gave her some some skin in the game and and she was she was a fun follow. I I have become more and more like irritated by her, I think just because she's a little bit more problematic than she likes to believe and I don't like the energy of her like unleashing her fans onto unsuspecting oh, wow. <laughs> people You know, I I stand against that. It's it's
1: that's a that's a play I've seen in several playbooks of various celebrities. (laughs) Hashtag Taylor's version
0: yeah 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 but anyways she decided to leave twitter and she said um for over 10 years you guys have been my world i honestly owe so much to the world we created here but it's time for me to say goodbye this no longer serves me as positively as it serves me negatively and i think that's the right time to call something and i feel like um and then on her instagram she explained it further and was like I can't handle this anymore. Basically. She says it's, it's not Twitter's fault. It's not the trolls. It's more, I have come to terms with the fact that some people aren't going to like me and I hate letting people down or upsetting people. And I feel like I just did it over and over and over and over. And someone can't read that. They disappointed you in some way every single day, all day without physically absorbing that energy. I can feel it in my bones. And so I like, I'm, I'm torn because I do feel for her. I, I do. But I also understand some of the controversies she stepped into and kind of why she was called out. And and I understand also that the call-out culture can be very, very unproductive and unhealthy. And so I'm like all for her taking this win for herself and exiting a situation that no longer serves her. But it's also like you, you waded into it with your tweets about like, you know, your multi-million dollar houses and, and jokes about jet planes and, and stuff like that. I don't know if you were a close follower of Chrissy's.
1: No, I really wasn't. I'm not sure if I followed her at all, actually. And But, yeah. you know, like I would see her st- stories pop up on BuzzFeed or whatever from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it is very tricky to be a celebrity who is somehow like engaged with your audience and like responding and and interacting as like an actual human being you know like you could tell from her twitter account that she's actually the one running this this isn't things that are like being funneled through a publicist and but if you go to the comments on any celebrity's instagram account or or twitter it's like there's so many people who are saying all kinds of like random negative things about you Mm -hmm. and i think that that would be difficult in the long run of like oh you anything you post there's going to be people who have some kind of criticism about it just because there's so many people it's like you go on instagram and someone will be like oh out to lunch with my friends and the comments will be like that's single use plastic like you should be a (laughs) vegan whatever it's like okay you're reading my comments (laughs) right exactly (laughs) so like i don't know yes is Chrissy Teigen is problematic and sort of has brought some of this upon herself but at the same time like I can see how that would be exhausting and how when you have Instagram sitting right there which is you know you can get your news out just as much but there's really not like those same feedback loops on Instagram that it's like why not use that if you're a famous person I feel like I feel like most famous people are on Instagram and not really on twitter unless they're <laughs> yeah. unless their tweets are just you know sort of like promotional type things or their personality oh I,
0: I feel better about our social media um <laughs> skewing towards instagram now too it's just what all the cool kids right, are doing exactly mm-hmm. we
1: are we were really yeah. the trendsetters we are trendsetting yeah. <laughs> for chrissy
0: yeah i mean it was funny um one of the one of the last things like the last the straw that broke the camel's back as it were um she announced that she was going to be partnering with Kris Jenner on a sustainable um house cleaning product line Ooh, (laughs) which I just I think was rightfully called out for the hypocrisy of a family such as the Kardashians suddenly touting like you know, sustainability. It, it's just it speaks to this larger like greenwashing issue where it's trendy now to care about the environment, but it's not really actually doing anything. Bottom line, and you know when your family is is part of this huge shall we say single-use plastics um you know jetting off to islands for big birthday bashes where these balloons these flowers everything goes to waste pretty much instantly not to mention clothes you wear once type thing like it's hard to take it seriously when they're like oh yeah we we believe in this product like we believe in 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 sustainability like it's like well, do you
1: yeah, it's tr- it's tricky. It's stringy. <laughs> also, but good luck. To there's them. already so many sustainable cleaning product brands. Yeah, like, do we really need a Kris Jenner version of it? But <laughs> yeah. anyways,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Amplify things that are really attempting to do something without feeding into your bottom line. That's already you know plush with with free cash. So mm-hmm. a
1: story I wanted to talk about was that the duke from bridgerton announced that he will be leaving the show after just the first season the actor who played them um reggae jean page so when the when we had did our episode (laughs) on the first season of bridgerton we had talked about how the books are written in a way that each book is focused on a different Bridgerton sibling. And we were sort of like, well then wait, if the second season is not about the Duke and Daphne, then like what, like, like what's the point? Because those are the two characters who everybody loved (laughs) from the first season. And Netflix came out and said like, oh no they'll be back for the second season like everyone will be back but just like the focus will shift well now it comes out that (laughs) the focus will not just be shifting because the duke is not going to be in the second season at all and then the actor who played him came out and released a statement that said that when he signed on it was only for a one-year contract and that's how he viewed it from the start that it was sort of like a limited series thing so it's interesting to me like what is going on behind the scenes here because Netflix is sort of saying one thing but the actor is saying something else and then also do you think that very many people will come back to watch Bridgerton season two or like does Bridgerton have like longevity if after every season the main characters disappear and we have a new set of main characters
0: I think that Netflix can maintain audiences fairly easily just because you know people will watch almost anything on that platform But they cut shows all
1: the time, and this show is expensive. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think the next season will definitely be telling, but I don't think that their fear is that the audience will leave. I'm sure they'll all tune in to see how this one goes, and it's just a matter of if they can make that brother more interesting to follow around, because... I think the first season arc just works as it's sexy. It's, you know, a classic rom-com setup. It's very much playing into familiar tropes. Whereas the other storylines, I don't know. It it seems like a harder sell to, like, get engaged (laughs) with a guy who's, like struggling to pick a wife i guess but that being said i'm surprised people were so into a story about a, a dude who just uses the pullout method on all his lady girls because he doesn't want a baby to spite his dead father and that story really resonated with people mm-hmm. and and it really worked. Oh, yeah, and they were all for it. So it's a it's a I story like that we can still all relate
1: work. to, is what I yeah. Watching it. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like wow, look at this show. And they really, you know, they're they're brave for what they're attempting with this so colorblind um, uh, pop music infused, uh, uh, g- gossip girl inspired show. So I feel like. I feel like everyone's still gonna give him a chance and I was so not surprised by his exit. I think I said on our episode that I didn't think he belonged for the show because he was immediately attached to different movie projects and was just seen as the star of that of that television series. So Well
1: also I think the second season's already in production, so I was sort of like this is a late breaking <laughs> announcement.
0: Yeah. I guess it does sound like they had to get Because it was like a whole announcement, like Uh the show itself made an announcement with Mm -hmm. the little letter from whatever her face is. And so it did sound like they maybe needed to uh, get something sorted behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But I respect him saying like this was pitched to me as a limited series. This was pitched to me as a one and done. And I that's what I signed up for. And I'm not interested in continuing. So
1: (laughs) good for him. Respect. Good for him. (laughs) Okay. On
0: to bigger and better.
1: Moving on. Next topic. What you got?
0: Oh um this is also uh social media infused by uh, Rachel Hollis. I posted this story on our oh, yeah, Instagram girl wash your face a few days ago. <laughs> yeah. And she had this really weirdly problematic post she shared from TikTok onto her Instagram that was basically like probably one of the weirdest things I've seen an influencer do recently and she basically was saying that she was annoyed that someone tried to say that she was no longer relatable. And she was like, sis, like, I'm not trying to be relatable. Like, I work my ass off every day to not be relatable. (laughs) And it's like... (laughs) Congrats to her, but that's just factually inaccurate. Like, this is a woman who went viral for posting her, her stretch marks, whose books are all about being your tough loving older sister, who's like, get off, get off your butt and do the work, girl. It's like all about. Relatability. It's all about how she was just like us and she's growing and we can too. And it's like all about connecting. But suddenly push comes to shove. She's made it to the top of this um, capitalistic mountain and is now like, I don't care about any of you guys. Like you figure it out. I did like bitch bye. And it's a very interesting energy for someone to bring when they still rely completely on engagement and and influence per se. And it's like, I guess we should respect that she is one of the few who acknowledges that she's so far beyond relatable at this point, because a lot of people will just pretend like, oh, I'm a millionaire with a 10,000 square foot house. I'm so relatable still. So good for her. But the other problem was that she she didn't compare herself to Harriet Tubman, but she did list a series oh, of yes. women she found as inspirational that all happened to be mostly women of color who, who really did a lot for the world and not just themselves. And I think that was the issue people had with her with her video, too, which is that she her argument was that she she became rich and so can you. But to pair it with women whose whose work was so totally the opposite of that sort of selfish um, go getterness and was so driven on not only raising themselves up, but raising the women around them up is just a totally clueless choice on her part. And it was all capped off by, you know, the expected apology post to come after, which I don't know if you saw this, but she did her notes app apology. That wasn't really an apology, but it was like, I, I effed up, but I'm owning that. And she's like, I still haven't learned, but I hope one day I do. <laughs> not today though. And she was like, basically, you know, just a long rant, ranting, like, oh, it's not my fault that you took it the wrong way. This isn't what I meant. This is what I meant. And also it was my team's fault. Like I didn't listen to them when they said, I listened to them when they said to ignore the haters. I listened to them when they said that it wouldn't, that it would blow over the weekend. Like I shouldn't have listened to them. They're bad at their jobs basically. And it's like, Ew, you just threw your team under the bus. Like, what kind of employer are you? It's all very nasty. And um, I feel like
1: all these self help people are just a disaster. Yes. I mean, there's the saying, what, that like self help writers need the most help. And (laughs) I think that's very true in a lot of cases i i mean i do think it would be tricky when like we were talking about with chrissy Teigen. i mean honestly i feel like these stories are very similar where with Mm, chrissy Teigen, it's like you're getting all of this feedback so you do sort of have to siphon through and figure out what is something that you actually have to address and what is something that will blow over and i think it Mm -hmm. is kind of would be hard to identify that necessarily but At the same time, it's like, well, you're an influencer or a celebrity. So that's like, that's what you signed up for. So you're going to have to deal with that Mm -hmm. and don't just start like blaming other people for it. I also think that we have seen this with Chrissy Teigen, with like Jennifer Lawrence. It's tough to be the relatable person and also an aspirational person. It's like, I think it's really easy to be kind of uh, like so far flung that people view you as these like, Celebrities and really like you For that reason and then you can sort of mm-hmm. Curate these images you know Like uh, Rihanna or Beyonce Or like Jennifer Aniston or something But then if your whole Brand is like hey I'm just like you But then you're famous and you have all this money It's like well mm-hmm. but you're not just Like me so at some point we're gonna Run into a problem here where You're trying to be like "Ah, shucks but then at the same time Be like I have a million dollars
0: Yeah no, I I get the struggle. I think Rachel Hollis unfortunately has a long and uh, a long history of profiting off of other people's works and bodies. And I think that the fact that this was all brought up because she kind of flippantly discussed how she has a a woman who cleans her toilets, and it's like, and that makes her unrelatable. Like I don't think I think you're right. I think people can be wealthy and aspirational and it's kind of becomes this tricky place where they have become something more than they started at. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of people know how to navigate that in a much less defensive, um, callous, cold, selfish kind of way. And I don't think Rachel Hollis has really captured the issue people had with her post so much as doubled down on Well, you can't fault me for being wealthy. And it's like, I don't think that was people's problems necessarily in the first place. It's the it's the way she treats her life and expects everyone to be able to achieve what she has without acknowledging the opportunities she had that other people would never have.
1: Well, and Rachel Haas really doesn't have anything to contribute. She's sort of riding on the back (laughs) of the girl boss wagon and you know stealing little bits of advice from here there and everywhere and packaging them in this book or as this brand it's not like she's really doing anything that's that interesting or different so aside from but she
0: wakes up at 4 a.m well
1: well i'm sure she no one
0: works as hard as her not even the girl who cleans her toilets, okay? Look, I,
1: she, I believe that she works hard. I, she must be <laughs> hustling because she really got... I mean, th- her whole thing is like a scam, you know? Like, nobody's working yeah. harder than these scammers. It's like Chris Jenner <laughs> is working real hard, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh, um. I don't know. Well, shall we get into Love It or Hate It?
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Speaking of apologies, um, I would like to formally... Apologize on your behalf on to my everyone behalf. who listened, who to everyone who listened to our episode last week and walked away thinking my octopus teacher <laughs> would not be worth watching. <laughs> um, no, I need to remind people once again that Matt has no taste, mm. and this movie is actually really no. beautiful. It's no. really moving. It's a really stunning achievement of filmmaking, and I loved it. I loved every. single single millisecond with that little octopus oh i really gosh. did i Ugh. i cannot fathom what what didn't work for you except the idea that maybe somewhere along the line you lost your soul a little bit like i <laughs> i don't know where like who you sacrificed it to but that movie honestly, was so
1: boring it was just like no, shots it of was this not. octopus forever and that man sitting at his kitchen table yammering on and then we had to watch the octopus die at the end like
0: it wasn't that's what's so crazy how flippant you were about all these experiences when it was like it was one of the most beautiful endings. Like it was stunning to see this life cycle complete. And and did you know that about octopuses? Did you know? No, all this I didn't stuff? know like, any. No, of this it about was octopus. so oh interesting. It was so mesmerizing, and it was so even just the the moment where the octopus like recognized him and like ran or swam to like hug him. It was it honestly it brought tears to my eyes. Oh like my I gosh. felt so moved by this uh. movie. So. I'm I'm rooting for it. I really do feel like it's an important film because as Matt is proving, we're too disconnected from our natural world and we think we're we're the best and the brightest, but there's really something magical happening all around us all the time and we're just not paying attention.
1: Okay. Uh
0: yet again,
1: that is the worst documentary in the documentary <laughs> field. I possible. I watched another one this week, which I wasn't really <laughs> planning on tying up, but now I feel like I need to, uh called Collective, which is a Romanian film and it's about the the corrupt healthcare system in Romania. And let me tell you, that was so much more interesting. <laughs> it was so much going on. It was about these journalists trying to like uncover these corrupt uh, uh, journalists movie. Oh uh, my gosh. So <laughs> here's the thing. It's it is a very harrowing tale because this nightclub in Romania called Collective caught on fire and because of weird health code violations, they couldn't get these people out of this burning building. So a bunch of them died in the building, but a bunch more of them got these burns and were put into Romanian hospitals. The press was like, hey, we don't think that Romania can handle this many burn patients because they're, you know, we need to send some of these people to Germany. And the Romanian government was like, absolutely not. We have all the facilities that we need to. But they were using a diluted cleaning product. So basically, Mm. bacteria was just like running rampant in all of these hospitals. And so Mm. all of these people started dying of these burns that they shouldn't have died from. And so then these journalists are going in and investigating, like, where did these cleaning products come from? Who is in charge of this? And it is a riveting tale. And you just learn so much and it just feels so much more important than this random octopus that's like dying in a (laughs) reef somewhere. When we have (laughs) lives on the line here where there are corrupt politicians who are (laughs) wreaking havoc. And this is pre-COVID. So I can only imagine the kind of stuff that happened in Romania during COVID times with these terrible leaders. We need to get the word out. You should watch Collective. It's so much better then my octopus teacher and so is crip camp and so is time which is about the criminal justice system so listen honestly.
0: i'm i'm <sighs> not saying octopus lives matter more than human lives but i also don't think that's what the movie is saying and i also think it's it's childish to think the that fact, two things can't be true at the same that time. That if I had
1: seen My Octopus Teacher on the what, like Discovery Channel, I'd have been like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever, this is great. The fact that this is nominated for an Academy Award up against these documentaries that are actually like doing something and saying something is mind blowing. And that's <laughs> just because why you I didn't
0: thought, understand what My Octopus Teacher was saying doesn't mean <laughs> it wasn't saying anything, okay? <laughs> You're just not in tune with what was being said and you don't prioritize life on planet Earth. And that's. You know, okay, I guess um, you're not there yet. You're you're on a journey, and and it took a year for you to to care about um, COVID, and it, it, you know, it, takes it, it you took to me it took me several weeks
1: to care about COVID, Shelby. Let's not drag me through the mud too much. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, no, but the point is, there's options out there, and and I agree. I think you know documentaries are a great way to shed light on things, and. I happen to love My Octopus Teacher, but I'm sure I would also love these other documentaries, so I'll give them a go next. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, look forward to our year-end rankings where I drag My Octopus Teacher down (laughs) as far down that list as I possibly can.
0: That's so messed up. (laughs) <laughs> but um i'm excited uh for everyone to see what we have in store with our with our patreon probably coming up around my birthday like why not i don't know we'll see Wait, when feedback is, um, let's <laughs> say the audience
1: doesn't remember when your birthday is
0: <laughs> oh my birthday is may 8th so okay. probably may-ish may may-ish. time okay. may, may also day. we need to figure um, out what we're
1: doing your special birthday episode on oh, Shelby. I know. i'm waiting
0: yeah well, I mean, if anyone has any feedback, thoughts, ideas, uh, you can email us at psurong@gmail, at gmail. Find us on Twitter at psurong or Instagram as well. Um, good things happening there all the time. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm waiting for your for your approval, basically.
1: And <laughs> we will be back on Thursday to discuss Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes, And in the meantime uh, Do not leave us a review Under any circumstances (laughs) On Apple Podcasts People have been doing a very good job Of not doing that so thank you (laughs) For your efforts there And we'll see you on Thursday Bye